0: To Matthew chapter 7, the Sermon of the Mount. And today, before I hand the time to the speaker, I would like to pass the time to Jasleen to come to declare and read the Word of God from Matthew chapter 5, verses 11 to 16. As she declared the Word of God, let us read together before we pass the time to Pastor Jasleen.
1: Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Okay. Matthew 5, 11-16. Okay, So now we will pass the time to Pastor Jesslyn to share the message.
2: Okay. Thank you, Jesslyn, for uh, sharing speaking the bible with us today so wow good morning everyone well shalom uh are you have you wake up yet come on good morning everyone yeah okay and shalom to those who are online uh wherever you are in the world uh we welcome you today to join our online service i also welcome those who are with us physical today may god's presence with you wherever you are. Amen. Okay, so today is our third Sunday of the year. Wow. It's just the beginning of the year. I already feel like time is flying very fast. And I believe, uh, even though it's the beginning of the year, right? So it is a new season for all of us here. And I want to thank you, Pastor Mike, for giving me this opportunity to share with you all the Word of God today in this new season. And in this new season, let us not forget our church theme for this year, which is to empower, to entrust, and to enlarge. Empower, to entrust, and to enlarge. So for the whole year, our main emphasis is going to be on discipleship. And as of last week, we just began the series of Sermon on the Mouth. And today, not the mouth, ah, summer on the mouth. And today, we want to continue on this series. And this series' main emphasis also revolves around discipleship. So let's jump straight to the passage today. Uh, Just now, uh, Justin has read to us. It's a very familiar passage to a lot of us here. And I believe some of you, you may even heard a certain message or sharing shared by the speaker. That preach on this, or maybe some of you you even heard from uh even know this uh, since you study uh, Sunday school. But so's uh, the mic very anointing, uh. so also kind shaken by Justin's word, I mean by the word of God, even. All right. So today let me read to you again from Matthew chapter five, verse thirteen to verse sixteen. And as I read today, I want to encourage everyone, let us not rush through the passage. Well, even though it's a very familiar passage, let us not rush through it, but rather let us read it word by word and let this passage sink into our hearts today and let God speak to us today. And I pray as you read through this passage, I pray that the revelation of God will be revealed to you this morning. Amen? So let me read to you Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 to 16. Once again. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and tremble underfoot. You are the light of the world, a town built on a hill that cannot be hidden neither do people light a lamp and pull it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. So this passage... Of salt and light. It's part of Sermon on the Mouth series. Uh, and then before it was the Beatitudes. So the Sermon on the Mouth is not just revolves around uh, the Beatitudes. It's, Beatitudes is just part of it. Rather, there are other passages in the Bible that is part of Sermon on the Mouth. And this is one of it. And a reminder from last week, Pastor Mike shared to us the main theme of this Sermon of this Sermon on the Mount. And it is not a moral code of edits, but it is about discipleship. How we should live our life as a disciple of Jesus Christ or what characteristics that we have to portray uh, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, But which is a very huge difference compared to being a, a normal believer and a disciple. Because being a disciple will cause us so much more sacrifices for the Lord. And even from verse 1, we will know that this message is specifically for disciples. You see, uh, in the first verse, let's see the next slide. The first verse, the multitude, they follow Jesus. Everywhere Jesus goes, they follow. But this multitude, they may only be listeners. Or they believe in what Jesus said. But they may not be disciples because they may not follow exactly what, how Jesus do things, how Jesus preach or how Jesus live a Christ-like life. Hence, when Jesus went up to the mountain and sat down and the disciples followed after him, then only Jesus opened his mouth to teach. So this whole sermon is specifically for disciples. And lastly, we also get to look at verses 3-12 to where we learn about the Beatitudes reflect the character of Jesus Christ, which is Jesus' image of a suffering saviour. And it is for us as disciples to embrace and to know what is the cost of being a disciple, what it means to live an impactful life as a disciple of Jesus Christ. We learn about what kind of influence what kind of impact when we become a Jesus Christ what kind of I- when we become a disciple of Jesus Christ what kind of influence or impact it will bring upon our lives And today as we continue on the topic of discipleship I want to share about what kind of impact or influence that it will bring upon our surrounding. So last week we learned about what kind of impact it bring upon our lives. This week, we're going to talk about what kind of impact that it can make towards our surrounding, not only include our environment, but includes the people around us and what kind of difference that we can make a change to the environment that we are in today. And in this passage, Jesus introduced to us two metaphors uh, using two domestic items, which is the salt and the light. And I want to enti- entitle my sharing today is Making a Difference. I think some of you hear, uh, you may have heard of this song before, Making a Difference. Uh, so you I gotta I got know what's the article song for today. But let's save this at the end of the sermon. But let's today, let's let start by having this mindset. We're going to learn about making a difference in where we are today. Whether it's at our workplace, our home, our ministry, we are here to make a difference. So let us bow our heads and pray. Dear dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today with an open heart and an open mind. We are here to receive your Word. Help us, Lord, as we read through this passage, as we begin to understand this passage. Speak to us, O Lord. And Lord, open up our hearts to see there's so much more that you want us to do in this world as your disciple. And also, Lord, I want to pray that you anoint my lips so whatever I speak today will be for you and we'll be able to bless the people here today, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So growing up as a Generation Z, okay? You know, now we have, we have like different kinds of generations. We have the boomer generation. We have Gen Z. Gen Z. X and all. So for me, I'm from Generation Z, okay? So you gotta know how old am I. So growing up as a Gen Z, I've been taught about uh, I have the power to change and to impact the environment that I'm in. Because this generation, Gen Z, we we value a lot of freedom of expression. That's why you'll see there's a lot of social media platforms. There's like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok or even a uh, different kind of uh, softwares for us to use like to, ex- to do like self-expression or some you'll see like some youth they begin to express themselves through the things that they wear, their outfit. It's because this is a the generation they values a lot of freedom of expression, individual expression and then we avoid labels. So you'll see a lot of new trends going around even uh, in this generation, a lot of new hashtags, new trends going around, a lot of new sayings. And it is a common understanding for a Gen Z to have this mindset, which is in order for me to make a great impact, a great difference in this world, I need to find my identity first. I need to find my place in this world. I need to know where my heartbeat is in order for me to do great things in this world. In some sense, When you hear this, wow, very empowering. Very, got got a lot of self-confidence. But I realized, as I grew older, I realized there's a group of Gen Zs. They are struggling to find their own identity and place in this world. Why is that so? Because they don't feel unique. They don't feel unique enough. And as they grow older, as they see that, wow, there's so many people with so many potential they struggle a lot in the adult world. I even see a lot of my peers also, they struggle to pick what course they want to study or they struggle to pick what job they want to work as. It's because they struggle with finding their own identity. They struggle with finding their own uniqueness in this world. And then also because we aim, we always aim to make it big, we always aim to be a, make a huge success, that we forget that everything starts small. And we are so used, because of the internet, to get things fast. Wow, with a tip of my finger, I press, then I get the things that I want. That we forget everything takes time and process and progress. And this is the value that comes from the world. And because it's come from the world, hence, its focus is always on ourselves. It's always about me, my works, my ideas, my values, my own voice. And with so much of that, there is no place for God. In this passage here today, Jesus is also saying we are influential people. We can make an impact to our surrounding. But why are we able to do so? It's not because of our own works. It's not because of our own set of rules. It's so different from what the world say. But we are able to make a difference Is because of our identity in Christ. We are the salt and the light of the world. And the moment when we become disciples of Jesus Christ, we have the influence like salt and light of the world. We don't have to work to become the salt and the light. Because Jesus stated in this passage. Let's see the next slide. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. It is our identity. It is in our nature. When we become His disciples, we should function as salt and light. And the function of salt and light itself brings impact, influence, and change. So I want to invite you to turn to the person next to you and say, you are influential. Turn to the person next to you and say, you are influential. Alright, you can type in the chat box also, you are influential. And right now, put your hand on your heart and say, I am influential. I am influential. Not in ourselves, but in Jesus Christ. So what makes salt and light work? What makes salt and light work? How can we be influential? The answer is by simply being there, by being present. Because no matter where we are, our presence is able to affect the environment that we are in. That is basically how salt and light work. For example, like a dish and you add salt to a dish to have flavour. That's how salt influences its environment. Or maybe in darkness, you light up a candle. Then the whole place brightens up. That's the influence of light. It influences the environment, the surrounding or where, or where you are. It is in our nature. And the question is, are we functioning well today? Are we carrying ourselves as salt and light of the world today? Do we carry God's presence wherever we go? Are we living a Christ-like life that is living out uh, godly values, bringing good impact to those around us? Or are we just being a Sunday Christian? Just come here, say hallelujah, amen, bye-bye. Let us ask ourselves today, are we bringing impact to where we are today, to where God placed you today? how influential we are exactly. So in order to uh, understand, to function well, in order for us to function well as salt and light, we need to first understand our function first. So let's see, being the salt, being the salt, in verse 13, uh, it says, you are the salt of the earth. And a well-known function of salt is flavoring. Flavor and the changes it can bring to a dish. So when I was a teenager, um, the dish, the first dish that I know how to make, besides Maggie Me, okay, the first dish that I know how to make is mashed potato egg salad. So mothers, right now I'm gonna tell you the recipe. You can write it down. It's very simple. You can teach your kids also. So mashed potato egg salad. So it is a very simple dish. You just need to. Uh, cut the potato in chunks, uh, boil it in a pot of water. Remember to add salt. And then also later on, you boil the eggs. Once everything is cooked, you just pour everything out into a bowl and then start mashing. And when you mash that time, you just need to add mayonnaise and pepper. And that's it. That is mashed potato egg salad. It tastes very good. So there's one time. I was making this dish for a friend's party. So, because it's potluck, so I want to bring this potato egg salad. Then when I was cooking and finished, I mashed everything. Then I began the taste test. Then I realized, hmm, something is off. It's not flavorful enough. So, I began to add more pepper, because it's the final step. So, I add more pepper inside. Then I taste. It's still not enough. Then I begin to add mayo inside. So when I add mayo and stir and mash again, it's still not enough. Then I add more pepper again. It's like, oh, It's still not enough. Then by the time I taste, half of the dish is already gone. So I, be- I got nothing to do. Instead, I give it to my dad and ask my dad to taste test it. So my dad asked me, Hmm, did you put pepper? Then I said, I did. Did you put a lot of pepper? I said, I think I put a lot of pepper. Then he asked, did you put mayo? I put a load of mayo also. Then my dad said, did you put salt? And I say, yes, I did put salt. I put salt when I was boiling the potato in the pot. Then my dad said, you need to try putting salt when you are mashing the potato egg salad also. So I went back and I put salt, just a dash of salt on me. And it tasted, wow, it makes a huge difference. It's flavorful. And you know what? Even though I added so much pepper, I added so much mayo, but the moment when I put the salt inside, the dish is still tasty, it's still flavorful. That's the impact of salt that that it can bring. It's so influential that despite so many things in the bowl, When you add that salt inside, it makes a huge difference. It makes the environment flavorful. And so today, we need to ask ourselves, how flavorful am I? How much flavor that I can bring to the people around me? Because how flavorful you are equals to how impactful you are. How flavorful you you are equals to how impactful you are. And another function of salt is preservation. So in the olden days, let us take a look at the Wagyu beef picture, can we? Yeah, very nice. <laughs> uh, another, fun- another function of salt is preservation. So in the olden days, they don't have electricity. They don't have a refrigerator like us to store and keep our food fresh. So people, they put salt on the meat to preserve the food, to keep it fresh and to keep it, to prevent it from decay. And as a Christian, what are we preserving today? What are we passing from one ear to the other? Which is the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. The very command that God has given us when we became his disciple, which is to make disciples of all nations. And the outcome that we want to achieve when we function as salt of the earth, which is to make disciples of all nations. We want to see hearts return to the Father. We want to see the world and we want to see people getting saved. We want to see the world being changed by the gospel. So are we being impactful today by witnessing the gospel to the others? Are we being impactful when Pastor gave us this uh, stand-in-the-gap plan? Are we functioning well? Are we writing down the names? Did we come before God and pray and ask God to reveal to us what are the names that He wants us to lead to Christ today? Are we being impactful enough in being the salt of the earth? Are we being impactful enough to witness the gospel to other people? And besides the two functions, salt can also be used. For healing purposes. And what I mean by healing doesn't mean that you come to the person with a bowl of salt, then you pray for the person, hallelujah, just pray the salt of the person, please don't do that. ah. Don't try this at home. ah. Okay, so what it means by healing purposes, it means that when I have ulcer in my mouth, my mom will ask me to apply salt on the ulcer. Even though it hurts, but the next day, it healed up very fast maybe you're having sore throat, you know, when you sing a lot, then you drink, you just goggle with salt water, it also helps. And there are also many other uh, medical functions for salt, and there's, oh, you can Google it up, but don't Google it now, okay? So, because the, na- is to tell us that the nature of salt itself, it has some sort of healing function inside the salt. And as Christians, not all of us are doctors that can heal people or can treat people physically. But what we can do from our part as the disciple of Jesus Christ, as we function as healing, we can empathise with others. We can provide care and acceptance. We can love others with the love of God. We can heal people through love. We can heal their broken wounds. And We can do this specifically for those who are having brokenness inside, for those who are wounded inside. And once we lead them, and once we begin to care for them, we can lead them to know the greatest healer, and most importantly, the ultimate saviour, which is our Lord Jesus Christ. So we can function as healing salt by showing the love of Christ to this broken world. Amen. And later on in this passage, Jesus addressed it in a more serious manner. And this is something that we have to take note of. He says, But if the salt loses its saltiness, if a salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? How is it possible for a salt to lose its taste? Well, Uh, I don't study chemistry for this. I study counseling. I only know human chemistry. So I went to ask Mr. Google. And Mr. Google led me to uh, this salt company website. And I managed to find this information. It says salt is a very stable chemical compound. It is sodium chloride. Okay, So if the salt itself isn't pure it can lose its saltiness. If the salt itself isn't pure, it can lose its saltiness. Or when it, when it is exposed to certain conditions, it can be contaminated by mixtures with impurities, then the salt can lose its saltiness. So in summary, the salt itself cannot change its own nature. It won't suddenly become salty, unsalty on its own. But, but external factors, impurities, can cause the salt to lose its flavor. And imagine our life is like a bowl of soup. Okay, We put salt, pepper, uh, tomato, potato, carrot, onion, Ajinomoto, water into this bowl of soup. We keep adding all these ingredients in. But know we add more water inside. In the end, all these ingredients cover up the flavor of the salt. And what you have? Diluted soup. And you need to add more salt in again for it to become flavorful. So this is a warning for us as well. Being salt of the earth, if we are not careful, we may conform to the patterns of the world. If we are not careful, there is a chance that we will lose our saltiness. Because instead of us influencing the world, we got influenced by the world. And we become so much like the world, we lose ourselves. We lose our own distinctive saltiness, our own flavor. And we no longer carry that kind of flavour that is able to make the dish tasty. And when we lose our influence, here's what Jesus said in the next slide. And He says, It is no longer good for anything. It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and to be trampled under food. So brothers and sisters, today we are called by Christ. We are called to influence. We are called to make a difference. And to make the difference, what it means? It means that the way we do things is going to be different from what the world says. It's going to to have a different value from what the world has. And it is not easy because by being different, you will definitely face peer pressure. And peer pressure is not only faced by teenagers, but being an adult, you will also face peer pressures in your workplace. And you will also face persecution. You will definitely be loved and be mocked. But that is the cost of disciple. That is the cost of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. And I also understand that being different is tough in our society nowadays. So being a 25-year-old. It is very hard for me. It is a challenge for me that I need to stand strong to keep my purity. Because why? Because nowadays, I have a lot of peers. They are either staying together with their boyfriends or girlfriends or they are having premarital intercourse. Or Some of our high school friends, they get, get pregnant before they get married. And from their own understanding, what I heard from them, they tell me is, well, you get pregnant means you get a passport, you know, when you get pregnant, it means that okay, it's time to adopt, it's time to be a parent. So, it's okay to get pregnant before marriage. That is the value. Or maybe some of them will say, Are you now MCO? Very difficult to go and see your boyfriend. And you should stay together, you can see each other every day, or you can learn how to learn how married life works so that you can try. When you try, then you know whether it works for you or not. I even have friends who ask me, have you done it with your boyfriend? How was it? And when I tell them, they say no to others, they look at me with a very weird face. Wow, why are you so old-fashioned? Wow, why you still have this kind of mindset? Now everyone will be open-minded. Or maybe there are times your friends ask you, oh, let us go out, yam cha at night. Your yam cha go where? Go to doom-to-doom-to-doom to, doom, to, doom, to places. So, friends and sisters, these are the values of the world that we are living in today. Despite facing the peer pressures, we need to know that it is far more important to please God than to please others. And as disciples, we need to choose to stand firm in our ground, to keep our identity of being the salt of the earth, to be distinctive, different in our faith, Flavor and bring in good influence, good biblical values to the world. Because even a pinch of salt, that can make a whole dish flavorful. And the second metaphor that Jesus described is, we are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. And how does light influence its surroundings? Out is simply by lightening up the place, make the place brighter, illumination, provide visibility. And light is very valuable when it's in the darkness. Do you know why light is very valuable in the darkness? Imagine if you light up a candle in a very bright room like this picture here. You won't notice there's even a candle there unless I tell you. Obviously, because everywhere is light, everywhere is so bright. And just the candlelight little there, bling, bling. You won't even notice it's there. But however, when you're in a dark room, pitch black, and when you light up that candle, all the attention is being drawn towards that candlelight, even though it's small, but it lights up the place. Now imagine when you're stuck in a dark cave, and you're in the dark cave without any tools that provide light. It means you don't have your phone, you don't have torchlight, you don't even have candle. When you're stuck in the dark cave, your only hope of survival is to be able to find a glimpse of light. Let's take a look at the picture here. A glimpse of light. When you're stuck in a dark cave and you manage to find this glimpse of light, what does it mean? It indicates that there's an exit out there. It provides a sense of direction that as I follow this light, at least I know there's a place that I can shout for help. At least I know that I can see what's going on outside. And as Jesus said, you are the light of the world. He also means that we are currently living in a world of darkness. And a lot of people, they are still in lost cave. They are still living, they are still lost. They are still inside a dark cave. And a lot of people, they are still searching for that glimpse of light, that exit. And some people, they even choose to just dwell in that dark cave and hope to rot to death. But we, as light of the world, we are like torchlights to help those people to find that exit, to guide them to the exit of that dark cave, so that they can find that great light source, the great light giver, which is Jesus Christ. And Jesus not only addressed our identity as light, He is saying that our level of brightness matters too. Because the only time when the light loses its influence is when it is hidden away. When you blow away the candle. Just like verse 15, it says, you like a lamp, but then you put it under a bowl. And the function of the lamp is meant to be seen so that others will be able to see too. And your light is meant to be displayed on a stand, to shine bright, to give light to everyone in the house. And this is a similar concept to what we talked about sock just now, which is how flavorful you are equals to how impactful you are. And as for light, your level of brightness equals to your level of influence. And Jesus said, our level of brightness is able to shine so bright. Our level of brightness is not just limited in the candlelight. But our level of brightness is able to shine so bright like a town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Let's take a look at the picture. A town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Like some places, I even hear a Miracle tell me before that she's able to see uh, Gunting Highland from her place. Shining so bright. Even from my place, I'm also able to see Gunting Highland from afar. It's because of the lights that Gunting Highland has. So, brothers and sisters today, let us not hide away our light. Let us not just be content in our own salvation, happy in our own salvation, happy in the blessings that God has given to us. But let us choose to be on display. Let us choose to shine bright for Jesus in our workplace, in our home, in our school, so that others will be able to see your light, that you shine so bright, even from afar, people will be able to spot you. And ultimately, in verse 16, and Jesus says, in the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Meaning when we shine, We don't shine for our own fame. We we are not superstars, you know. When we shine, we don't shine for our own self. We don't shine for our own fame. But we shine for Jesus. We shine to draw the attention to Jesus and not on ourselves. We need to be humble enough to know that when we shine, direct back the focus back to Jesus and not on ourselves. And what it means by good deeds. I want to show you an 8-minute video. It's 8 minutes long. But it's very meaningful. And I hope that after you watch this video, you'll be able to grab a better and deeper understanding of what it means to shine bright for Jesus. And it's a Mandarin video. Bear with me. It's a Mandarin video, but it has English subtitles in it. And by the way, it is an award-winning short video. Product Malaysia. Amen. All right. So, right now, let's pass the time to the PA to us to play the video.
3: You know, Jesus is who? You, you are 首先呢你会带我去你教会通常她的节目认体
0: 妈妈妈妈
3: 妈妈, <笑> You know, Bible actually teaches us to be successful. We will be rich in Christ. Come, do with me. We will be rich in Christ. Come,
0: rich in Christ, higher, higher,
3: higher, rich in Christ. 后来我越来越乱。我不懂福音对我有什么影响什么没有影响那是因为他们不了解这个信仰你让我解释你听好吗你不要跟我讲这样多你跟我讲一个耶稣在你身上做过什么重大改变就好有吗没有事吗没有我就走啊
4: I'm not gonna hurt you, stop. I'm not gonna hurt you, stop. Huh? Yes, sir? I'm not gonna hurt you, stop. my phone me? Just stay on.
2: video started off quite entertaining, quite funny. And it started off with a guy who was sharing the gospel to a girl and telling her wow, how good Jesus is. And the girl, when she listens, she's like, Oh, Kayla, you keep telling me how good Jesus is. But have you seen Jesus? How's Jesus like? The guy is unable to answer. And even later on, when they saw someone got robbed, what did the guy do? The guy ignored. Close one eye, didn't see anything, walk away. And in the end, what led the girl to know Jesus? It is the other guy who choose actions louder than words. And throughout the video, the guy didn't approach the girl to talk about Jesus. You didn't see the guy go and approach the girl to talk about Jesus. Rather, it is the girl that went to approach the guy and Ask her about Jesus. It is because the action of good deeds of this guy was shining so bright that it attracts the girl to want to see what makes this guy so different from others. And because this guy is living a Christ-like life, that's why you see that they show uh, Jesus there. It's just to give us... uh, some, that helps us to understand that he is living a christ-like life and he shine, it means that he shines so bright that Jesus that, that people see Jesus through him. and in the end, his light is able to influence this girl, to shine for Jesus as well, to become to live a christ-like life as well. That is what happened in the end. So can you see the impact that we can make when we function? as light of the world and when we shine for Jesus when we shine for Jesus our light is able to raise up more light bulbs to shine for Jesus and as we stand together we will become a shine brightening a shine bright city that cannot be hidden away that's how influential we are not by what we say but by what we do and how we live as salt and light of the world. I want to invite the worship team to come up. And as we come to closing, I want to encourage us once again, as disciples of Jesus Christ, let us dare to be different. Let us dare to have our own distinctive flavor and dare to shine your light and not hide it. And just like what we mentioned earlier, how can we be influential? It is by simply being there. Your presence itself makes a difference. Because wherever you go, you carry God's presence along with you. You carry that Christ-likeness wherever you go. You carry biblical values wherever you go. So make your presence present today and influence as salt and light and bring forth godly influence to your surrounding, so that when people see you, they see Jesus and all the glory and the honour will be unto Him. I would like to show you, I want to leave it with you, this last sentence, this last phrase. It says, take a look at Which is to make our presence Present so that we can be a present to those around us. Even though you don't remember whatever I say today, but I want you to remember that we need to make our presence present so that we can be a present to those around us. And today I want to invite everyone to let us respond with this song, Making a Difference. And as you sing this song today, I want to encourage you to ask God. To open up your eyes, to see where He has placed you to be and to be a good good influence, to influence assault salt and light. It may be your workplace, it may be your school. Maybe God asks you to start a CF in your school, or maybe God um, asks you to start doing something new in your workplace, bring forth godly values. Or maybe God wants you to shine as light, to be a salt through Alpha or through other ministries. And remember this, when God place a burden in your heart or call you to a ministry, He will never leave you alone to just do it. But He will never leave you alone to do it with your own strength or willpower. But what we need is the power of the Holy Spirit, the truth of God's Word to help us to function well as salt of the earth and light of the world. Because God has empowered us to do His missions. God has empowered us to have the identity and the function as His disciples. He has entrusted us, this mission to us. And it is our job now to enlarge for the kingdom of God, to make a difference together, to make our presence present so that we can be a present to those around us. And I want to pass the time to Pastor Mike and lead us together to respond together.
0: Message that we have just heard. as it's God. Your word says that I am, I am the light and salt of the earth. Yes, I may struggle in my sin. I may struggle in my bad habits. I may struggle in my weaknesses. But we are, church, you and I, we are the light and the salt. And today, let us shine. Let us start reaching out. And let us ask God, God you speak. Because the Holy Spirit is already living in you The Holy Spirit has already given you The gift, the talent And even the opportunity And right now Let's ask the Holy Spirit to empower us Give us the courage To act out Give us the courage To reach out And give us that discernment and wisdom To do what is right According to the word of God God can use you Right now, let's respond to God with this song, making a difference, and ask the Holy Spirit he really work within us. Let's sing this song together. Won't you, Lord, take, Lord, take a look at our hands. Let's sing it together, church. Everything we have, use it for Your
4: plan. Won't you, Lord, Lord, take a look at our
0: video you have heard the message that we are the salt we are the light right now ask god this is god what are the areas of life that you want Challenge my heart, my mind, my attitude. Give me that power, boldness, and courage to act out so that I can become the salt and light. I want you to pray, church. Between you and God, ask God how you can be that light and salt. Ask God to bring you the opportunity. Bring into mind the circumstances that you are in. Bring into mind the names. Bring into the mind the places that God wants you to shine. Don't be ashamed. Don't shrink back. Press on. Hallelujah, Father God. Speak to us, Lord, Holy Spirit, right now, church, wherever you are. As you are in your home, as you are watching from home, let's spend time to respond, to pray. Let's not hurry. This is a time that we speak to God. Oh, hallelujah, Father God. Speak to us, O God. Yes, Lord. Yes, hallelujah. Bring to us that mind. Yes, Lord. Let's pray together, church. Father Lord, we come before you once again as your sons and daughters. Saved by the grace of Jesus Christ, by the free gift of salvation. It is not because of our good works, but by the grace of God that we have been saved through faith into the body of Christ. And we are called to imitate Christ as his disciple. We are called to be Christ like. And this morning, once again, we are confronting ourselves with this question. Are we becoming like Christ? Are we shining the light of Christ? Is our lifestyle, our attitude, our speech, and the way we conduct ourselves is worthy of Christ's likeness Are we a disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ? Church, I hope that we will really answer this question honestly before the Lord Because we are the light. Are we shining bright for the Lord? Are we shining bright for the Lord in the place of work? Are we shining bright for the Lord in our family? Are we shining bright for the Lord in our school, in our college? Oh Lord, once again, we find the passion to shine. Don't be shy to shine. Be bold, be empowered to shine. Father Lord, I want to pray that you will empower us by the Holy Spirit. Individually, wherever we are, we will shine. And collectively, as a church, as First Assembly of God, that we will shine bright for our community. As we help people, as we give to the cause of many different funds, we shine bright for you. As we continue to pray for the many issues in our country, we shine for the Lord. Father Lord, use us. Father Lord, use me. Father Lord, use every single person in this assembly to shine bright for you, O God. O Lord, send send me. And I pray, Father Lord, that today, once again, as we come to the Sermon of the Mount, it is a sermon to reflect, Father Lord, who we are in the Kingdom of God, how we should live in the Kingdom of God, and it is not just another message To inspire us But it's a message for us to obey And to apply Father Lord, all this We ask for your power To lift out the application To obey the word of God To the servant of the mountain Be light and salt of the earth Thank you Father Lord In Jesus name We ask and we pray Everyone says, Amen And before you are seated let me encourage you to do of God's word, and this is these are the reflection questions that I would like you to ask yourself, and also in a small group that you will take time to reflect on it. Can I have the reflection questions? Number one, based on today's message, what do you understand from the scripture about believers being the salt? and light of the world how can you become a salt and light of the world and secondly in what specific way are you living as salt and light to influence the people in the areas for christ and for god's kingdom and number three what are the reasons believers fail to become salt and light in the areas of their influence i hope that you will take time to really reflect and be the doer the message of God. Right now, can I ask that all of you be seated. And before we conclude the service for this morning, let me quickly to give you some announcement. Can I have the next slide? Once again, I would like to announce that the notice for annual general meeting for our church this year, year 2022, is out. This year, our AGM will be held on the 10th of April at 1.30 in Sanctuary Hall. Please take note of that. And secondly, every year we will have the Stand in the Gap campaign, whereby we will start the year by committing ourselves to pray for souls, to submit names to God. This is God. These are the people in my life my relative, my spouse, my family, my colleague, my friends that I would like to pray throughout the year 2022. Continuing from last year. Or for many years that you have been praying to, that you will continue to pray for opportunity to share the gospel, for their hearts to be softened, and also for salvation to happen in their lives within this year. So I hope that you scan the QR code and join in that we will pray together. And this is a commitment, a step, a physical step, an action that we take for standing in the gap. And last but not least, this coming Tuesday, it is public holiday and therefore please take note that there will be no prayer meeting for Tuesday prayer night. There will be no prayer meeting for Tuesday prayer night but for Friday morning, we still continue to have the prayer meeting. So that's all for the announcement and this will conclude our prayer, uh, our service this morning and let me give you a benediction before we end. Let's pray. Father Lord, this morning as we come before you, whether online or on site, we pray for your presence to be with all of us that your face will shine upon us, every one of us, and also your healing power will be upon us as we need, Father Lord, your healing touch. We pray also for your presence to be strong in every one of our lives. That you speak to us as we go in and come out, Father Lord, you will be with us, journey mercy, and let us be productive in the name of the Lord. Everything that we do, we do it for the Lord. And also as we continue our lives, Let us be the light and soul. May the presence of God be with you everywhere that you go as you honor his name. In Jesus' name we ask and we pray. Amen. God bless all of you. That's all this, this Sunday. Hope to see all of you next Sunday. Continue to be safe. God bless you.